I'm Arlene Bynum for Jeff MacArthur. We're going to go out with a bang here and get ourselves thinking uh, lots of different aspects to the media. I've been in this business for a while, and I know them all. I know them all. And I've kind of put my toe in a lot of them, from investigative reporting to political reporting, which I love, and feature reporting and all of it. But when I first got in the business, it they were always trying to put you in an, an area that they thought they thought was for women and they called it features then and now as it expanded and for a while it got pretty lucrative it is called lifestyle journalism and recently globalnews.ca and other places have let go some so-called lifestyle journalists i say that because it's is it hard to pigeonhole people and is that right and what does it mean and what is the contribution there is a lifestyle journalist carly fortune who's executive editor at refinery 29 she doesn't think this right and is right and wrote a piece on it and unexpectedly it went a little crazy out there and got shared a lot lifestyle journalism takes another kick in the crotch she said carly fortune joining us carly thank you for being here Thank you so much for having me. All right, Carly, you know, uh, from my perspective, lifestyle journalism really got kind of serious from when I got in this business because it wasn't. It was, you know, as someone would say, okay, you girls head to the, you head to the zoo and cover the tiger's birthday. And then it got serious. A lot of people realized how we live our lives could be quite lucrative. But lately, we're seeing it on the down and low. What do you make of it? Yeah, so uh, to start with, lifestyle journalism today is um, at a larger news organization, like a newspaper or a global, uh, would be a section that is really broad. So it could cover any, everything from fashion to beauty to parenting, relationships, personal finance, uh, health. So these are, you know, a lot of subjects fall under lifestyle. Um, Generally, lifestyle in the business is a code word for meaning that it's content for women um, Mm -hmm. and often written by women uh, journalists. And um, as we all know, the media business is is facing tough times. Um, And what I've been noticing Uh, recently, and I've been a a, a lifestyle journalist for 15 years, is that when you have news organizations making cuts, it's it's often these lifestyle journalists that are first to go. You know, their lifestyle journalism is often looked down on by more quote-unquote serious reporters who cover things like news and uh, politics. Uh, And I think um, for a long time, the lifestyle section was seen as a cash cow. So, uh, media owners were happy to keep you around if you were bringing home the bacon, but as soon as the the industry was struggling, um, you would be cut for you know more prestigious uh, journalists. Is that prestige based on finances? Is that a solid financial decision? Because to me, you know, it, it really did seem to grow. So I was surprised by this that you know when the flower the flower felt like it was dying it would shed its lifestyle leaves because i thought that as you just said it was a cash cow is there a relationship there between the money that can be made from lifestyle and the rate that it is getting dumped 
Well, I, I don't think there is any, there is, there is no more cash cows left in journalism. <laughs> um, well said. Uh, but uh, I, I do think that um, part of the reason we're seeing lifestyle um, get cut from it, and, you know, to, to be quite honest, there's a, there's a lot of different struggles happening in journalism. Community newspapers are, are being all but decimated. Um, lots of reporters in various sections um, are, are, have been laid off. There's many cuts. Um, but I think what you, what you see is in media ownership, you typically have um, – uh, uh, men in leadership positions. You typically have people who um, uh, that feel that the core of, of their um, work, the more prestigious work, is you know breaking news, political news, um, and even you'll you'll find that when they cut from the lifestyle team, um, organizations will say that they're committing to journalism, and that they are moving away from. Uh, or they're committing to fact-based journalism as though lifestyle journalism is not fact-based. Um, and I think it's a really short-term um, thinking. I think that it is because uh, media owners in Canada aren't thinking um, long-term or um, innovatively. They're not willing to um, put in the resources to make a successful lifestyle product you know, you want to build digital audiences with quality content, but you can't you can't do that if you're not being resourced effectively. Um, and so, I think that's what we're seeing with with lifestyle journalism. And um, and and frankly, I think it's really upsetting because uh, certainly during 2020, when mm-hmm. um, we are facing just huge um, struggles in terms of COVID, but also in terms of the mental health effects of this, the parenting effects. Um, this, these are areas that lifestyle journalism focuses on. We tell the stories of marginalized people. We look at how the kind of context behind um, news stories, and uh, we lose a lot when we lose lifestyle journalism. I think of lifestyle journalism as the journalism about living, and I think it's more important now than ever. You know, it is, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, too, of the New York Times. They do such a great job of it, and they're growing in this area, not really cutting it back, because you can see a lot of their their stuff. But, you know, I, I thought it was interesting as well when you said so-called serious, because I've always kind of thought that. I mean, a good story to me is a good story. And there are some people who think, okay, well, I'm covering the so-called fact-based journalism, which is great, and we need a lot of that as well. However, just because it's boring and official doesn't mean that it's fact-based journalism. And I kind of hope that 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 had changed because mammoth stories and stuff that people uh, pay attention to, I thought we'd been kind of taught a lesson, certainly from social media, that it comes from many times just how we live. How did this get turned around, do you think, at this moment? Oh, that's a great question. And I'm not really sure of the answer to that and and I think you're so right and one thing that I just want to stress is that um, a lot of these publications that are being uh, impacted uh, by layoffs um, especially you know digital um, publications you know if, if you're a publication that uh, writes for women you're typically seen as a lifestyle publication so like Chatelaine for example Chatelaine magazine would be considered a lifestyle publication um, it's not that the audience isn't there there are there is plenty of audience for these publications. Uh, it is not a matter of people not being interested. Uh, Canadians are very engaged with this kind of content. It is really about um, media owners 
committing to the importance of this content. And, and really, um, that's about an appetite um, and, and an investment. And that's really difficult um, in 2020 when we're facing such challenges um, because of advertising decline. Carly Fortune, thank you for joining us. Congratulations on getting the attention on you, having a little bit of a rant about this. And, <laughs> and we appreciate you coming on the air today. Thank you, Carly. Good luck. Thank you so to much. You.